Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Happy Football Friday, everybody. Your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast has arrived. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. This is, I guess you could call it a flight plan day after postgame show, Bo Brock. And goodness, if you're on the Twitter streets today, Jonathan Gannon is on everybody's talking point in lieu with the Cardinals potentially tanking 2023. I guess where do we begin? Yeah, let me just ask everybody to show of hands. You drive to driving today, or did you take the bus. There's nothing wrong with taking the bus. I see that a lot today. You got fire in your gut. <laughs> I mean, what's look, God forbid, uh, first year head coach with like coming off the season that he had in Philadelphia and kind of flying under the radar as far as the head coaching candidates. God forbid he come in with some sort of enthusiasm. Like People call saying he's a goober and the Arizona Cardinals are doomed. It's it's first off, it's pretty on brand with what the national media and, and how they're they're talking about this team, this organization. And you know, I, I honestly believe that in a, in a few years they're they're going to the Arizona Cardinals are gonna have the last lap. I think that they really do have the the pieces in place as far as the the guys driving the train, uh, and Monty Ossifort and Jonathan Gannon to turn this thing around. You, you just, no one has any idea. Like, they want to compare it to Adam Gase, which is ridiculous. How about, they may remember Nick Sirianni's opening press conference, oh his God. presser with yeah. the Philadelphia media. He peed his pants. He basically <laughs> wet the bed in front of everybody, and they destroyed him, right? And he's right. done pretty well. Uh, he went to the NFC Championship, won it last year with Jonathan Gannon, went to the Super Bowl. Uh, it, you have no idea. It's a coin flip, right? And I thought Gannon... His opening press conference was phenomenal. He did a tremendous job. And so, yeah, this is him with his players. And those players, say what you want, have bought in. And the guys who haven't, they're gone. What about DJ Humphreys coming out and saying after the fact, yeah, this culture is changing with this dude. Like, you Mm -hmm. can tell when people are being cynical or or fake or artificial. Like, it was almost like DJ Humphreys and company, everybody had seen a ghost. Like, what's this this is real now. This is real big time football compared to, you know, Camp Country Club with Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph. Like, I just, the Cardinals are such an easy target. I am not surprised at all this is what it is. I But, like, I watch that. I make fun of everybody, and I especially make fun of opposing coaches. Had I seen that, I would not I would not have thought anything of it. I would have been well, like, whatever. Like, there are clear outliers, like Adam Gase once upon a time with his crazy eyes at his press conference in Miami, right? Or, like, Dan Campbell, Talking yeah. about biting kneecaps. Do you remember Jim Tom Sula once upon a time for Jed York talking about uh, the, yeah, the hobo head coach, the guy that lived in his shoes, car. Pick up your shoes. You know, yeah. we're going to just, there those are press conferences. This is something rip ass. Team as he's addressing <laughs> his players. It's just, people are going to think what they think. The only thing that's going to matter is this guy's got to win games. And I think he's going to win games. And I think he's going to win games this year, Bill Brock. Yeah. It's, that's going to be the ultimate, you know, eye opener, right? How, how he's going to perform on the sidelines, how he's going to navigate week in and week out. But up until this point, you know, I, I get it. Like I I'm, I'm just like you, I'm quick to point laugh at people, but it, it, it is crazy to me to see and watching along with, with hard knocks and to watch how uh, Robert Sala operates in the team meeting room. And he's like, Hey, uh, 
you know what uh, the biggest, you know what bird will is not afraid to attack an American eagle? It's a crow, and we're going to be crows. Or what, what kind of competitor are you? Are you, you know, it's like, and he's reading off a teleprompter where JG goes in there and he's just kind of going off the cuff, and he's he's talking from, you know, what, what he feels to be true, and, and I, I, I respect that. I think that, does it come off as corny? Does it come off as gooberish? Like I can see how you how you view it like that, but at the same time, it's not trying to be too cool. It's not what right. the previous uh, head coach was, where he wouldn't say anything in fear of you know it coming off as you know uh, gooberish or over the top. I'd rather a guy who's trying to light a fire come in over the top and, and be corny or gooberish, uh, but to like the reason it, it's it's great is because it's polarizing and what does polarization do is like it gets the attention of everybody mm-hmm. and you whether you like or you dislike it but he's going to weed out the people that dislike it or who don't buy in and that's that's something that you can kind of gate it gives you a good measuring stick on that i just i mean come on now like what are we are we doing this to guys like arthur smith who who's going to be fired at the end of the year no right remember what his opening press conference was people love that hire Right. And say what you want about Cliff Kingsbury. Like he, his opening comments were impressive. People were impressed by Cliff when he got here and when he arrived, he was a humble guy. It just didn't work out. He was out of his skis. Right. It just, the Cardinals are such an easy target. I don't mean to keep repeating myself, but it's true. Like you think about this team week after week during this off season, they're paying for the sins of what happened before them. Yeah. Like Gannon and company know that here's another thing that Everybody needs to like check themselves with regard to this franchise. I love this franchise. They did not have coaches lining up to coach this franchise this offseason. Jonathan Gannon, I think, is an A-plus in terms of where the expectation was. You had a franchise quarterback coming off a torn ACL. You had all the drama of the 2022 season, right? You had an owner that's been, let's just call it viatile over the past 18 to 24 months, has not had a good run. Steve Kime and all of his issues on and off the field, personnel-wise. I mean, it's like they are lucky to get Austin Ford and Gannon. Cardinal fans know that. This show knows that. But, like, people making fun of him on, on the Twitter streets, it's just like, well, you can't have it both ways. You're making yeah. fun of the Cardinals, but you're also making fun of Jonathan Gannon. Philadelphia wanted to make him the highest paid defensive coordinator in the right. league and compete with his salary as a head coach in Arizona. And he said, no, yeah. you think the people in the NFL coaches, executives, Benjamin Albright's come on the show and confirm this respect yeah. Jonathan Gannon. Like I love Twitter. It's a big part of my life. Unfortunately, it, like 2% <laughs> of society is on Twitter. Twitter is right. it's not real in a lot of ways. What's real is, does he have the respect of his peers? And he absolutely does. He was a coveted, coveted coach. If he wasn't going to get this job, he would have gotten a different job. Maybe next offseason, but he would have gotten one. Let's take a look at some of the uh, Twitter street slander that was going on. Uh, because I saw this in, in shock to nobody, pro football talk, jumping up there, reposted without comment. So these are quote tweets of the Jonathan Gannon video where he's talking to his team. Bill Barnwell, uh, quote, I watched this and was sure that he wanted his players to drive themselves. Then I watched it again. I was sure Gannon wants his players to take the bus. Now I've watched it eight times in a row and I know absolutely nothing. Tom Grossi, uh, big YouTube uh, content creator for NFL. Never mind. They might actually go 0-17. Jason Moore of the fantasy footballer saying when he says, quote, you got fire in your gut, it is the least fire in your gut line of all time. What a goober. Warren Sharp expected the worst, but th- it's worse than I expected. And then actually one that's kind of funny is Ryan Dissiter. Uh, okay, Mer, now ask them if they have fire in their gut. And it's a picture of the impractical jokers where they <laughs> feel like he looks like one of the uh, one of the comedians on the show, Mer, which I, I got a chuckle out of. But at the end of the day, like, I, I just don't, I don't know. I Maybe I'm, I'm, I, I don't get the joke. I, I'm not, it, maybe I'm too close to it, but I watched that and I, and I saw a team that was serious, listening to their coach and was ready. It was not a rah-rah thing. It was a message to them that they, a lot of people were, it was resonating with. Like Buda Baker was dead locked in serious. James Conner was locked in. Uh, DJ Humphreys were locked in the, the, the leaders of this team, they weren't like bored by it. They weren't just being quiet because it was too over the top that they thought it was, it was disingenuous. Like 
they I saw that a team was just paying attention to their new leader. I mean, story time, real quick. I don't know if I've shared this on this on this program before. They had a film study in April or May, right before the draft. So it had to have been April. Kyler Murray's in there. Everybody's in there, minus Buda Baker, obviously. And Gannon and his staff, specifically Gannon, ripped everybody on tape and effort and just decision-making from last year. And guys were in there sitting back, and, and they it, almost completely blindsided. And he he went after Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray, after the fact, thanked Jonathan Gannon. He's like, that's exactly what we need around here. And players were stunned in disbelief of what took place. They had never been approached like that by a head coach. And again, not to belittle them, right? But just football-related, this is not going to cut it with this franchise anymore. Get rid of it, right? And we get the little tea leave nuggets about being late to a meeting, which they alluded to last night, and finding you know, wearing Cardinal gear. That's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, They are being fit, verbally undressed watching film because it was ass last year. It was not good enough. They were in the they were among the most embarrassing teams in franchise history. And and the players that get it are still here, right? Maybe the players that didn't get it are gone or the, they will be gone. But to me it's like like that's what matters. It matters now do they respond? They've already showed you they've responded to him. Again, I'm not dismissing these two preseason wins. I think they showed a lot of moxie against um, especially the Denver Broncos with Sean Payton leaving his starters in the whole first half. Like that, that, that would you rather be the LA Rams right now losing games like 40 to nothing in their preseason mm -hmm. finale? You're telling me that you don't think that these players are going to respond to Jonathan Gannon and play above their talent level this year. Like, could you imagine if they beat the commanders week one, what the narrative will be, how quickly it could potentially turn. We won't know anything about Gannon until this season's over, but I, I'm going to tell you right now, they are so much better coached than they have been circa since Bruce Arians was here. Mm -hmm. It's not even comparable. Yeah. And then we see like everybody forgets like the corny stuff that Steve Wilkes did. Like he put a brick in each person's locker. There was a, there was literally a hurdle in the middle of the locker room that you had to avoid. You had to go around it. It's like, it was, it was chained off and it was just like these empty kind of, things that they tried to push like oh it's brick by brick and you're you know you get this you got to get over your hurdle and you got the three things that this is what we believe in and it was it was all empty calories right there was no substance behind it like the previous four years it was just a scheme and in an offensive minded head coach that didn't have the ability to adapt or adjust and this they come in and they say, this is this is what we expect out of you. These are the, the things that we're going to build our foundation on. And then we're going to have little offshoots of that. And we're going to tell you what each and one of those things mean. And like nobody brought that, <clears throat> you know, there was like there were slogans and, th and there was things that that other coaching staffs brought to the table, but they never brought like the true substance and the ability to teach what they were preaching. And, you know, you it, it's it's really refreshing to see like. People can poke fun of it, and it's then that's fine. Like people, and I brought it up. Like people were making fun of the Houston Astros a decade ago, and now they're going to reach the postseason for an eighth time in nine years, right? The people were poking fun at the the rebuild that the Miami Dolphins, like they weren't going to be competitive. They won five games, and now they haven't had a losing season since. And, you know, you've got the trust the process 76ers, and they've been to the playoffs five straight times. Like what they're doing is they're laying the foundation in this rebuild. And people are seeing two clips of Jonathan Gannon that come out, you know, this most recent. And then, of course, him introducing himself to Rondell Moore. And sure, I can see the humor in that. But at the same time, I, I'm not laughing at Jonathan Gannon, the, the head coaching candidate, because he seems to be the right choice. Like and again, the Rondell one, I can I can get I would laugh at that. It's funny. Yeah. It's awkward. Like the guy just did his opening press conference. and <laughs> just it, it. That was what it was. That was an impromptu thing like. I have seen you guys let us know in the chat, like universally 99.9% .9 of Cardinal fans be into what he said. So I take that as everybody else. And again, I hate the us against the world mentality, but I'll use it here. Like people dislike the Cardinals. People think the Cardinals are a joke because of how Kime and, and company operated and they're taking their lumps right now. So it's just anything that comes out will be a, a point of contention will be a point of, of laughter for the national media. And that's fine. Like you're with Gannon every day, Bo, he mm -hmm. does, hundreds of press conferences he is always prepared 
professional, gives insightful answers. I remember we were with him in the press conference room, goodness, before maybe the red and white scrimmage. And he talked about defensive back play for like two and a half minutes. It was the most insightful answer I had heard a head coach give in a press conference in like 10 years. So uh, trying to write somebody off by this and not looking at the body of work. I mean, the guy had 70 sacks last year and 17 interceptions, and he lost the Super Bowl to Patrick Holmes. Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, can we can we be real? Like, Bill Belichick, a defensive savant, got picked apart in the Super Bowl by that Philadelphia team with Nick Foles. I mean, shit happens, man. I remember right. when he held both the Giants and the San Francisco 49ers to seven points, respectively, from their two supremely gifted offensive head coaches and Brian Dable and Kyle Shanahan. Like, let's not like get facts get in the way of you having fun on Twitter. And that's all it is. It's fun. People are going to forget about it. But uh, again, I, I'm just... I'm so bullish on this staff, and I know we're going to talk about the staff here in a little bit. That it just it doesn't it doesn't bother me, honestly. Like you could see some stuff mm-hmm. with Kingsbury in the past that was just like, God, this probably is not going to age well. Especially all this stuff on Hard Knocks. Like if this is what people are getting worked up about in 2023 with this team, like that's that's fine. Let them have their own agenda. Yeah, I mean, people can chirp all they want, and it's mostly from uh, from a place of of just misinformation or just not knowing the entire story. And I mean, every year, I mean, you're going to, we were making fun of the Seahawks at this point last year. And it's just, it's not the worst person in your fantasy dynasty league that is just selling its, its, its pieces off for, you know, not for, for bottom barrel return. It's no, this, there is, there's a method to Monty Ossifort and Jonathan Gannon's madness, right? You either, what's your future with the organization beyond 2023? And are you bought into what we're, we're, what we're telling you in team meetings and practice and film study and soon coming soon on the, on the field of play. And uh, if you're not, if you don't meet all that criteria, guess what? You're not an Arizona Cardinal moving forward and you get sent out no matter, you know, what it looks like as far as in the national headlines and how people are going to perceive it. But they have an idea of what they want from their players, from their coaches, from, you know, their front office and scouting departments. And if they don't, if they don't meet that criteria, just go find another job. Yeah. It's, it's as simple as that. Like Jonathan Gannon's, also, this narrative that they're going to fire Jonathan Gannon after one year, like he, they told him, "Yeah, come here and we're going to tank, and you're and you're going to be gone after this year." Right. Like that's the most ridiculous BS I have ever heard. They were fortunate to get Jonathan Gannon. Michael Bidwell knows it. Monty Austin Ford knows it. Right. I mean, like that. Respectfully, we were talking about candidates that I could see that happening. With like, remember they were talking to like guys like Aaron Glenn and receiver coaches and. Aaron Glenn's coordinating like the 30th ranked defense in the NFL. And it's just like, come on. They went and got the guy who led the best defense in the NFL last year, who's been in the head coaching circles and, and coaching cycles for three seasons, right? I get it. Like, he he is not everybody's cup of tea, but that doesn't mean that the Cardinals weren't lucky to have him. So I, I, I don't, I, again, it's, it's such a moot point until they start playing games. I'll tell you right now, though, I'd rather have him over like the aforementioned Arthur Smith, there's about 10 coaches in the NFL, Brandon Staley, that are facing down the barrel of, of you know, walking papers, pink slips at the end of this year. That's not going to be Jonathan. Yeah, they're facing They've only gotten won. started. Right. I mean, you, you think new ownership's going to put up with uh, a midseason from Riverboat Ron Rivera, a guy who's got no. three winning seasons and, what, 12 uh, at the helm of an NFL f- uh, organization between Carolina and Washington? Like, no, they're, they're, look, they're looking for somebody with some juice. And Gannon has more job security than 60, 70% of the coaches yeah. in the NFL right now. No doubt about it. Hey, so I'm glad uh, yesterday, if you guys caught the show at the end, we had kind of teased the idea of taking the ASU spread, which was robust. Um, and again, they may have hit it. I would have been so pissed if I would have taken it. What, 34 points, 31 and a half? 34 and a half. Like 34 yeah. and a half points yeah. last night. They were up by it cost 14. Me $250. And- what? Yeah. yeah. Say that one more time. It cost me $250, the, the ASU spread. Damn, the ASU what? guys, Shane and, and Totri, they convinced me and yeah. Sean that it was going to be some sort of blowout. Oh, we're hey, going to come out possessed. I believe them. And it, I, lost, very persuasive. I lost big. They're very persuasive. 250 my Those guy. criminals. They should have to reimburse you. <laughs> yeah, I Damon, agree. you are in 
This is the only place you're in safe hands, my friend, as well as our <laughs> friends at BetMGM. $1,500 first bet offer. Sign up with the bonus code PHNX. All new BetMGM Sportsbook account users. Uh, it's super easy, four easy steps. Download the BetMGM app uh, on your Android smart device or go to BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if it loses. Damon, if you would have done that, would have recouped in bonus bets, and it'll be available once your wager has settled. So, you know, dabble at your own accord, but do so responsibly with our friends at BetMGM. Again, bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. Mr. Irresponsible Shane Diefenbach now is here to talk about more in the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Our guy Damon Dog is down big. That means beers are on me from Four Peaks. Of course, it's always Four Peaks, the official beer partner of PHNX, or just the official beer of PHNX. Check out what's going on at Four Peaks these days. College football kicked off really last night. It's week one. It's upon us. Uh, go check out your Sun Devils games, Wildcats games. It's not against the law there, even though it's in Tempe. Uh, go to Four Peaks. Enjoy some of their delicious beers that they have on tap, including the Wow Wheat, number one wheat beer in Arizona. Kilt Lifter, their flagship. Of course, the Hazy, the Hop Knot, IPAs. If you're an IPA person, they've got more than enough for you, including the Raj. They've got their bourbon barrel where they age it in bourbon barrels. It's unbelievable. Check out for yourself and also check out on your socials at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub. Get the latest on Arizona's premier craft brewery uh, going on this fall, including that delicious pumpkin porter, which is flowing from the tap there and in your Circle K. He's got to be 21 years or older, and we also ask that you drink it responsibly, even at PHNX Fantasy Drafts tonight at the uh, venerable uh, household. Casa de venerable. Uh, <laughs> there may or may not be some some four peaks available. Of course, why wouldn't there be? Um, so I, I had one last night watching Flight Plan Bo. And yeah, after we got through the first 15 minutes and it was... Did you see your boy? Who's my boy? Did you see me? I didn't see you. I'm I, sorry. I guess I'm conditioned like... when we're not working together to kind of block you out, maybe a little bit. I was there too that day during the red and white scrimmage. I didn't. I didn't make an appearance though. So. I was just in the press conference room. Oh. Me and like a, I had a double chin going on. Oh, you didn't get the back of your head this time. No, it was my profile. See that? I knew it must have not have been a good look for you because it would have yeah. been all over the Twitter streets this morning, Bo Brock. But yeah. No, I. I. You know what? Did HBO send you a residual check for that? Did well, it, it's YouTube. They- so I can say I finally oh, text, right. I text my mom. She won't take my calls. And I said, hey, uh, I finally made it on YouTube on a respectable show. That's true, because we were really disrespectful. <laughs> uh, disrespectable. Um, OK, let's talk about the coordinators because they yes. highlighted them. I don't really mm-hmm. want to talk about Jeff Rogers riding a bike. I'm going to be real with you. I fast forwarded that part. I didn't watch any of the. Jeff you don't Rogers. like your coordinators uh, and their the exercise that they get. I know Jeff Rogers coach, um, but big dude on a bike screwing around in the valley like i'm no thanks i was looking i was looking for the goods and i got the goods pet scene is my fellow short king let's start there like this to me it's like this is the most like it's it's the island of misfit toys cast of mischiefs coaches because they i think they're perfect with each other they're not all these macho tough guys i think they're they have football intellect they've got familiarity with young players and i like Rallis and Petzine in particular are polar opposites of each other in the best possible way. Like he's this mad scientist, right? And then Rallis literally looks like he he's like on the practice squad in a hoodie. Oh no, that's actually your defensive coordinator. Super impressed with both guys. I we're, we're building these dudes up. I hope they can coach because man, I'm having fun with them this off season. Yeah. It was uh, interesting when you look at it, like who, which side of the football do you have more faith in? And it's just not, it's not necessarily on the squarely on the shoulders of the coordinators. But if, if I asked you right now, as we, you know, we won the defensive side of the football with Nick Rollis, really? Cause I feel like where you're going to, when you watch games going forward, especially since Cliff was he, was, he was supposed to be the offensive guy and there were so many issues operationally 
And there were so many times that they shot themselves in the foot with penalties, right? Pre-snap penalties. And you saw, you know, the screen game that was just, it was infamous, right? I think that just operationally, schematically, Drew Petzing is going to be, I think that he has an opportunity uh, to kind of, I I think I have more confidence despite, you know, where it's an uphill climb as far as the quarterback position. You got to have talent to that position. They're they're behind the eight ball as far as bringing Dobbs in at this point uh, before the season, uh, even though we think that that was the best choice. I just think that Petzing's group has a chance to, to do some things that might surprise people out of the gates. I, I don't disagree with that. Rollis was more coveted around NFL circles, and I like yeah. Drew Petzing a lot. And I, th- I love the offense. I think it, it's about time the Cardinals ran a version of this offense and ran the football. This is not a knock on Drew Petzing, but I think you just mentioned that there's no Kyler Murray. There's no franchise quarterback right now. I mean, I love Michael Wilson. He hasn't played it down of pro football yet. I look at the defensive side of the ball. At least if I'm Nick Rallis, my head coach, a defensive savant, we've worked together for how many years in Philadelphia? I have my the guy who helped call the defense in Philadelphia with me on the field and because your White's here now. Like my I think the the back seven could be really strong with Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson, Marco Wilson. They now they've got Kayvon Wallace who's played. There's just more familiarity. Like, do I think they're gonna set the world on fire defensively? No, but like of like if we look back on this year, I think there'll be more quality defensive performances than people mm. would think. And I, I I think it's going to translate immediately. The Cardinals, Zayvon Collins, if you look at NFL.com, they pick a team, pick a player from every team to make a Pro Bowl this year for the first time. They pick Zayvon Collins, and you might be thinking, well, it's slim pickings. Yeah. There's, there's talent there. If they get this defensive line figured out with these D tackles and they're just like serviceable with LJ Collier and company – I saw some really good things in the preseason from the defense outside of Kansas yeah. City, but that was a bunch of those guys are, are no longer on the team. I'm gonna I'm gonna go defense. Uh, I mean, just as, as much as the you know, I had the quarterback issue. I think defensively up front, you know, in the trenches, a lot of unknowns as far as that defensive line goes, and I just don't know if it's gonna give Nick Rollis the, the shot that you want him to get because of, of all the, the great things that have been said about him and everything that we've seen from him throughout, you know, since he's been hired to now, uh, you know, very impressive, but is his personnel wise, is his defense going to have a chance or, or are they going to be able to push around that defensive line and get chunk yards and uh, really put that defense on its heels. And like to like, as far as the trenches, like I think the offensive line is in a way better spot than the defensive line. And I think that that gives you a chance to be successful as well, no matter, you know, who's running uh, at quarterback. I think it's easier to coach defense in today's NFL than it is to find an, to, to organically craft an offense that, you know, exceeds expectations. Look at what Steve Wilkes did last year as like the coach in waiting, not really, but the temporary coach after, you know, they, they fired what's his name back to the collegiate level. Like their defense in Carolina was really strong the rest of the year. Can can you name like five starters on Carolina's defense? I, I know it's not dire straits to de-tackle. They've got Derek Brown there and Brian Burns, but their defense was fantastic over the second half. And you know they play in the same conference, the NFC West, and you know I, I or the NFC, and I think the NFC West can take a step back this year. I think Stafford's about done. I think D- Geno Smith regresses. We'll see about Brock Purdy's arm, like. There are opportunities for the Cardinals defense to play above its, its shoulders. And that's the thing is like, I think there's more talent to your point at the end of the day, especially when Kyler Murray comes back offensively, offensive line, tight end receivers. But I, I just, I trust the the folks that are, that are running this defense because I've seen it yeah. before. And again, Philadelphia, much different personnel, but they're great. They're great teachers for a reason. Whereas, I mean, let's be real. Drew Petzing, to your point, he's got to get Joshua Dobbs up and running here in 14 days, and then you got to turn around and you got to do it again against the Giants. That's going to be a tall task. I think that they both have, you know, as far as guys that they have experience with, uh, on you know, in in important positions on the field, and Kazir White in the middle of that defense, probably calling the defense, having the green dot, right? That's huge for for Rollis. And then on the other side, you've got two guys that followed Petzing from Cleveland. You've got Yelda Froholt right there, the center, and then you've got Dobbs, who's going to be under center. Um, that those are those are good positions to have guys that to bring bring along with you. And even though they're not you know household names, it's it's good for the coordinators, young unknowns, to have some 
some really, really solid guys, veterans in those spots. So, uh, you know, I also like from the flight plan episode, you hear Gannon talk about the, the stark difference between how they communicate on the headset. Like Drew Petzing is a rock star. He seems like he's dialed in. He's he's calm, cool, collected. And then you turn on the defensive side, and there's Nick Rollis, and it's just an absolute just it's a it's it there's a fire drill going on it, the the way he kind of described it. A lot of MFers, maybe, probably, probably a lot of expletives, probably. And again, that's the difference in the two coordinators. And I think I, it's it would be ridiculous for me to sit on this podcast and say both are head coaches in waiting. I have heard of like Nick Rallis was one of the most coveted young defensive minds in recent memory, probably like the past two or three years, the hiring cycle. And if you just look at who's getting hired now as head coaches, it's guys that are coming from the Shanahan tree. And that's where Petsing originated from like that. So I, there's just so much good from this coaching staff that people are just completely disregarding. There was a lot of bad last year. Cliff Kingsbury had minimal NFL contacts. Vance Joseph, I think has maxed out his, his ability to raise this, the ceiling at any point during his, there is tenure now, like he is what he is. Whereas like, okay, Petsing comes from Shanahan, Rallis and Petsing and Gannon are all of the, the Mike Zimmer mold. Right. So uh, to me, it's like, there's, there's too much good. And then Jeff Rogers has been retained by three different regimes. Now that shows mm-hmm. you how respective a special teams coach he is. So I, I just, they're going to win games this year. They're not supposed to. That happens in the NFL every year. Does everybody think this is not, you know, SEC football versus, you know, Panera Bread or the 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 big what he, the big sky in in basketball? Like that's that's what people are treating the Cardinals like this year. It's like, yeah. yeah, they just don't have any talent. They can't compete. The talent difference between most NFL teams is marginal, is slim. The games are won with quarterback play, not making mistakes, and coaching and adjustments. How many times last year? With the Cardinals, probably the more talented team than the, the team that they played with a $250 million quarterback and pro bowlers at tight end and receiver, and they just got destroyed. They were embarrassed because they weren't coached well. They weren't developed. They didn't have a culture to speak of. Like this year, it's going to be the opposite. They're, yeah. I believe they're going to play spoilers this year. And I think, I mentioned earlier, I think Brian Dable, what he did for that offense in the Giants year one where everybody thought they were in over their skis and they were way better than expected – that's what I'm predicting this year with Jonathan Gannon in the defense. I think yeah. the defense, you're going to look at it at the end of the year and be like, they did what? How did they compete? It's a fourth place schedule. It's the NFC and it's JG. Give give that to me, please. Yeah. I liked how Petsing was com- communicating with Kelvin Beecham post that, you know, that infamous first practice with the Vikings, just saying, hey, we got our ass kicked. We got to, we got to continue to, we got to push that message. Like nobody should be, uh, excited about how things went today, and I, I mean, I I really appreciate that. I think that that's that's the right way to approach it because I don't think that that happened last year. I mean, it's just no. like it, it was like Cliff would be like, "Well, we just got to coach better, we got to play better, we got to execute better," and and that, that's it. And then it's just gone. So I I, I mean I. I'm not just trying to be contrarian here. I just, I, I like what, it, you know, and, and I think they've, they're in a good spot, both sides of the ball. And then that, you know, if you're talking about who has the most talent to work with, I mean, I think Jeff Rogers and the special teams, I know I'm not going to spend, I'm going to spend about 15 seconds on this. He probably has the most talented unit in the, on the Arizona Cardinals. And I think I know just that's lost about 30 live viewers after that comment. Yeah. It's like your coffee story from yesterday. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I got messages, people saying that was riveting podcasting. No, no one cares. I get it. No one cares. I like Jeff Rogers. He's good. You know what? You know why I like his unit? Because he's got belief in our boy, Greg Dorch, number 83. So that's right. That, that's good enough for me. And I, here's what I'll say about the offense. I think that I, I can't be bullish on Dobbs and then come here and say the offense is, is going to be shit. I don't think so. But I think that the preseason – and a lot of this was the product of who was playing quarterback showed us that like the, the defense can, can make some adjustments and get out there. And, and the offense it's, it's, it's literally going to be, can Joshua Dobbs keep the train on the tracks? And if he, if he can, they're going to, they're going to be feisty and they're going to be fun. If he can't, then it's, it's going to be like, when's Kyle Murray coming back? Is it week <laughs> six? Is it week seven? Let's, let's get going, Bo. Yeah. There, there's going to be, there's going to be times where you're just, it's going to be frustrating. It's going to be it's going to be a tough watch. I mean, but that's that's the reality, and that's how tough the game the this game is. I mean, just look across even at the collegiate level. Like 
how I mean Dillingham's team came out of the gate strong and then going up against uh, you know just guys that have scholarships too and, and they're going to go out there and compete and if you give them any opportunities they're going to take advantage of it even at, at that level and at the NFL you make mistakes you're going to get crushed for it and if Cardinals can't convert on a third down a third and manageable and believe me it's going to happen you know, it's going to put their defense back out there. That probably is gassed, and uh, an opposing offense is going to take advantage of it, or mistakes are going to be made, and it's going to be turned into points or quick points. So, uh, I mean, this is not going to be something that's going to go where they're just going to surprise, and we're just going to say, "Man, can you believe we're already here?" No, it's going to be like, "No, this is this is what rebuilds are about." And there's some, there's definitely some lumps with a with a young coaching staff and an unproven roster. So. Uh, OGs is, is definitely something you're going to want to have holstered throughout this season because OGs, of course, it's for any experience you're looking for. OGs, you want it to be a part of it. If they've got their multi-flavored bags now. It's the fruits, it's the creams. Figure out if you're a fruit guy or if you're a creams gal or if you like just those uh, mixed bags, continue to do that. Get those 100-milligram bags. We had that deal going on. I feel bad if you missed out on it, but you can continue to go out and find it at your local dispensary, the delicious and flavoring life of OGs. Go to ogsbrands.com. Check out their full product line, some of the stuff they're going to launch, some of the stuff they've already got in the works. Uh, they got the Sleep Time Gummy that's going to help put you to sleep, keep you asleep. It's that aquaberry flavor. And then, of course, our guy Sean the Paws over here, of course, PHNX D-backs, he was saying that the strawberries and cream is elite. Check that out. That's that Happy Balance Gummy. There's something for everybody. Check it out, ogsbrands.com. Got to be 21 years or older. And, of course, you can find it at your local dispensary. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know how many people are going to pick the Cardinals every week in their survivor contest, but you know, it's live and learn. PHNX has got one for you. It's a weekly pickaxe and survival contest for everybody to participate in. And get this, it's real money included. Head to Splash Sports dot com slash phnx there's a link in the description to sign up deposit some cash some cheddar cheese to get started it's just five dollars to enter phnx weekly nfl pick x contest first prize 315 bucks hell yeah second place 90 third prize 45 uh phnx survival contest winner for the year ba -ba -ba bum 450 dollars uh ever heard of it we need some of that i need some of that in my wallet i'll be participating we'll be running weekly contests all year so keep that link below handy. Again, head to splashsports.com slash PHNX to join. We'll have different contests coming out. So we're so stoked to compete with you and against you all. It's all it's all in the name of fun, right? I might pick the Cardinals week one. Who knows? Be sure to click on our link in the description. And of course, week one against the Cardinals is against those pesky Washington commanders or whatever the hell they're calling themselves these days. And Bo, you pointed out those uh, old post, uh, who the hell was their owner? Dan Snyder, Commanders, Commandos, going Commando. They're sold out week one. How about they that? Are. Congratulations. I don't think, I, I tried to find out when the last time they sold out FedEx Field, which used to be one of the biggest uh, venues in the NFL. I think it was close to 80,000 seats. And then they just started blocking off parts of the, uh, of the upper deck. Full disclosure, I grew up outside of D.C. and there was a waiting list. Uh, to get season tickets, and that quickly went away. Uh, and then they they couldn't even sell out their stadium uh, the last couple seasons. So uh, for them to sell out, and that actually be, be, be a big thing when the Arizona Cardinals, I think, have sold out every game since they opened up. Uh, of course, what University of Phoenix Stadium, now State Farm Stadium. It's 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 kind of interesting to hear that. But you've got FedEx Field now. They announced it is a sellout. And they'll have, uh, what, 68,000 people full and re-energized. All with hopefully Sam no, jerseys, I'm, Yeah, I'm sure. hopefully not sewage pouring from the uh, third deck to the second deck like it did last season. I remember um, that video, not real quick, where the fans were like leaning into the, like the barricade and it just collapsed. Do you remember that video? It's uh, they, they just let it go. But yeah. You know, new ownership, it's not just going to be like, hey, new ownership, Magic Johnson on board, and this thing, wave the magic wand, and, and it's back to the glory days of the Hoggettes and all that, like winning three Super Bowls in the late 80s and early 90s. It's it's going to it's gonna be a process, just like the rebuild that's going on here. But according to uh, many of the pundits right now, this was uh, NFL Network. Our, friends, our friend over at No Context Cards posted this. Damon, if you would, show us the picks for next week's week one. Look at that. 
Across the board, Daniel Jeremiah, 27-17. Colleen Wolf saying that the Commanders are going to beat the Cardinals, 21-10. Adam Rank saying Commandos, 25-17. Grant, 24-14. Sessler, 27-14. Maurice Jones-Drew saying 20-3. Gordon saying 20 to nothing. Nick Shook saying 22 to nine. Ed Holmes saying 31 to six commanders and Patra 21, 13, not a single one of these within one score. I mean, everybody, if, if you're going off these picks from NFL network talent, you take the commanders in the points. I've, I've done podcasts with Eric at home. That is come on, Eric, what are we doing here? 31 to six. Listen, nobody thinks the Cardinals are good. They're not favored in any games. They have the lowest win-loss over-under in about 35 years. Um, so I'm not surprised by any of this. No one knows, though. No one has any idea. No one knows what we're going to do on either side of the ball. No one knows these players. No one knows how this coaching staff, going back to our first segment, is going to be able to operate. Here's what I do know. Ron Rivera, to your point, is about to get fired right? He's got more on the line than anybody else. They've been touting Sam Howell. Sam Howell beats the Baltimore Ravens third stringers in a preseason game and everybody's ready to anoint him. Hey, I bet Sam Howell doesn't like that. Right. Let's see Sam Howell against Buda Baker week one and, and call me back. Okay. Let's everybody take a beat for a second. This is such a joke. It's week one of the NFL season. They're going to be, in my opinion, one of the best values week one plus seven. You want to take the money line? They're over plus 200. I hope that number keeps going up because I, I'm going to take Damon's money, $250. I might put that on the card's money line. That's no, we're going to help bet. him rebuild his stack. That's what yeah, we're that's a better bet than ASU last night, by the uh, way. JG, as uh, as Eagles defensive coordinator, was 3-1 and one against Washington. They averaged under 20 points per game, just over 18 points per game, and they had one game where they had, they had a pretty good performance. But otherwise, outside of that, they scored 17, 16 points, and 8 points, respectively. Like Jonathan Gannon has faced the commanders quite a bit. I know it's they've got a brand new offensive coordinator coming in and Eric Bienemy. They've got a second year quarterback that played in a game last season, the regular season finale for them. So you've got some unknowns. Um, but so do the Arizona Cardinals. So like to say, hey, this is this is a slam dunk victory for for Washington. That's also got two uh two as far as questionable key players on both sides of the ball and Terry McLaurin. We'll see what his status is with the toe. And then Chase Young still isn't right on the defensive side of the football. Oh, and their offensive line stinks. It's bad. It's real bad. Um, I, I love, I, this is a perfect opener for the Cardinals. Absolutely perfect. It's the, it's the antithesis of last year. Patrick Holmes at home against Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury. This is the, it's like, how about let's give somebody Johnny Gannon's own as a member of the NFC East. Uh, again, Bet, bet all you want on the commanders. Put all you know your predictions aside. It's, this is going to be a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. I, I promise everybody that it's going to be a one-possession game. That's that's a tough promise, but I mean... Nah, look, no, no. I mean, look, you're, you're doing know. this over there. We don't know. I mean, we saw we, how much of like the the Arizona Cardinals that like, we're going to see. I don't. I don't get any credit from you over the hot the hot streak I'm on. That I say it's a one possession game. You're like, I don't know about that. I literally just predicted Colt McCoy will be gone. I just I, gone look. Now. I think that I think that as far as I mean, we talk about our guy Damon Dog, and we got to lift him up in this time of need after he got some, you know, given some bad information from our guys over yeah, PhD. I just don't, I, I, don't want, yeah, I, just, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do our Damon dog like that. You know, I mean, we got to be realistic and, and understand that, uh, you know, the NFL's tough, man. And it's a it new system. Tough. It's you tough got, to blow people out. It is. It absolutely is. It's really hard. Yeah. Like with Sam Howell to blow somebody out. Right. Come on. Get let's let's get with the real world here. I Sam Howell, he's winning this game. It'll be on last second field goal. It's not Sam Howell threw an interception against the Ravens backups in the first quarter of the preseason game. Like at home, that happened. Can we just everybody take take a second? Sam Howell's got Jacoby Brissett, you know, looking over his shoulder. Let's just it's Sam Howell. Dan, Daniel Jones in week two at home. This is the perfect way to open up the JG era. It's they're going to win one of these first two games. Book it. Book it. Book it. Uh, somebody who knew something about winning in the desert. How about this? We've been tracking the top 25 athletes in the history of Arizona sports. Ba-ba-ba-bam. We can debut today. Number 10. Uh, he's number 10 on the ranking, but he's number one in my heart, Arizona quarterbacks historically. How about Kurt Warner? 10th, Bull Brock, number 13. 
Uh, things would be a little bit different if old Kurt Warner had started his career in the desert. But regardless, the closest thing thus far to this team winning a championship. How about this? In four seasons with the Cardinals, took them to the uh, uh, Super Bowl 2008 NFC Championship game, that historic run in the postseason, which we talked about yesterday with Fitz, almost 16,000 yards passing. I mean, it's just he's the greatest that they've had in just a small, small period of time and uh, very deserving of a top 10 finish on PHNX tracks, all-time athletes. Yeah, it took Matt Leinert uh, busting for him to kind of get into the lineup, and he was just a guy that was looking for for a team to kick the tires on him, you know, post-Giants career, post-obviously the greatest show on turf with the Rams and where he came out of nowhere. It's an incredible story, and for the Arizona Cardinals to be a part of that with Kurt Warner, uh, Hall of Famer, and completely put Arizona football on the map and it took far too long to do so and it took a, a guy like him and his you know passing efficiency and, and his ability to kind of you know stretch the stretch the ball and push the ball down the field with those really really talented receivers you know and Fitz and and Quan, Eric Quan Bolden and Steve Breston all of them went over a thousand yards receiving and the you know the Super Bowl run and then back to the playoffs and you take on the Saints and then it's over right Next thing you know, it's he's retired and the Arizona Cardinals were scrambling to kind of keep that momentum going. And, and they couldn't because you, it's tough to replace a guy like Warner. He's not just somebody that you just find the next guy in the next draft or you go and you trade two second rounders and Dominique Rogers Cromartie for Kevin Cobb and you got your replacement there. I mean, Kurt Warner is 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 not easy to replace and he's uh, that's why he's in the top 10. I'll never, people want to complain about off seasons and I get it. The worst off season of my adult lifetime was that off season. Cause not only did Kurt retire, they traded away Anquan Carlos Dansby left as a free agent. I yeah. mean, it was, it was an absolute slaughter and they thought, you know, Derek Anderson, we'll be all right. Early do set. We'll be okay. Joey Porter. <laughs> I mean, that, that, yeah. that started some dark days until BA got here. Uh, and uh, a constant of Kurt Warner's success and Bruce Arians was number 11, old Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Legend. Where does Larry Legend come? Top 25 athletes, PHNX ranks. How about number two? It's I think it's a little divisive. I would put him ahead of Randy Johnson. I know Randy Me Johnson has, has the championship. Randy Johnson played for other teams. Fitz is the epitome of Arizona sports, and I, I'm, I'm putting him one on my list. Number two is not bad, though, Bo Brock. Absolutely. I mean, what he was able to accomplish on the field is it it equals what you know Randy Johnson did. Obviously, Randy Johnson didn't have to deal with you know the defense breaking down. Larry Fitzgerald left the field after scoring the go-ahead touchdown in the Super Bowl. His team was leading, and yeah. then they couldn't hold on to it. Uh, you know, Randy Johnson had the benefit of shut closing the door. Uh, or putting the D-backs in a position to win and walk off the World Series in Game 7. Not, I mean, this is like really relative. Like you, We're talking about two unbelievable athletes, and, and we're honored to have been able to watch him. But Larry Fitzgerald, what he did on the field and the ham sandwich platter of quarterbacks that he had to deal with, you know, you sprinkle in Carson Palmer and, and Kurt Warner. But between that, you had like a John Navarre, you had a, a, a Max Hall, you had some brutal quarterbacks. And then to put up, you know, statistically, he was like the second best wide receiver in most major receiving categories in NFL history, which is unbelievable. And then he just, what he does that transcends the playing field, what he does within the community, endeared himself that I don't think, you know, RJ's been here, right? But do you, do you hear about his first down fund? Did he eulogize a state senator and a presidential candidate and John McCain? Kane after he passed away. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is, I mean, he's, he's kind of the face of Arizona sports. Uh, you know, it's him, it's Jerry Colangelo and, you know, obviously bulldogging out there like Randy Johnson, he did it on the field, no doubt about it. But Larry Fitzgerald is like the guy. Randy played what eight seasons in his career here. That's not even half his career. I mean, I know baseball is longer 22 seasons. He had it was remarkable. He left twice. Right. Left twice. I mean, he left twice. He got twice traded to the Yankees. He won bigger, his 300 game as a giant. Super weird. I mean, Larry was here for the entirety of his career. Had opportunities. Could have could have pulled a Patrick Peterson and said, get me the hell out of here. I want to go play. That we heard rumors that Belichick wanted Larry Fitzgerald every offseason. Remember, remember, those the, rumors? remember the picture? Remember the picture of him at like the, the Hertz uh rent a car in yeah. like Boston? And people are like, oh, something's happening. It's happening. I mean, it just he was the epitome of a of a pro. As you mentioned, you said it beautifully, like perfect, 
uh, and to, uh, perfect in everything you want to represent the city, this franchise. He he's number two. He's number one on this show, though. All right, we put some lists together. He's he's number one. You guys are number one. Two ones here. make two. Yes. Here we go. That's I like I like that. Uh, I'm I would be shocked if our friends at Foco haven't turned out some Larry Fitzgerald goodies in their time. Foco, the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, love my toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. And uh, as baseball season comes to a close, load up straw hats, polos, bags, whatever you need. Foco has your back. And uh, check them out at foco.com. And we're going to hook you up. Use that bonus code PHNX for all non-sale pre for all non-presale items. That promo code is going to get you 10% off. Check them out. It's where I got this white bobblehead and more. Foco.com. Also check out gophnx.com. I think our sale is lasting for the next couple hours. Uh, you can still get t-shirts at gophnx, or I'm sorry, the phnxlocker.com. Countdown to kickoff continues. All shirts and hats, $24. Get this uh, PHNX football t-shirt I've got. It's on there on the right. You got the uh, Slim Valley Reaper t-shirt. You got the PHNX logo. You can get any of our great gear just for 24 bucks at phnxlocker.com, but also become a diehard. We had an influx of diehards. We're excited to have everybody on board. You missed out on the deal. I apologize, but it's still some perks to join the crew and become a PHNX diehard today. You get early access to everything. You get access to the entire site, including the exclusive member Discord. Find out what Johnny and I are talking about when we're not on air. The conversation continues. Don't miss out on any of that. Become a diehard today. Uh, get everything Cardinals that you want or as a Valley sports fan, anything you want from all our great talent that we uh, I hear are adding to today that you're going to have to check out and tune into uh, PHNX Suns later about. Ooh, uh, it's, it's a phenomenal week to be a Cardinal fan. It's a phenomenal week to be a PHNX Cardinal fan. And it's the last week before game week. Game week begins next week. This is our last show of the weekend ahead of Labor Day, Bull Brock, and then we kick it into high gear Going to be hanging myself, you, our guy, BG, with our friends at BetMGM next right. football Sunday. And uh, I want to encourage everybody to come out. It's about to get real. If it hasn't felt real, it's about to get real because real games are starting. And in the meantime, everybody here needs to go to their smartphone, mobile device, what have you, and subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast wherever you get your podcast. Hit that follow button, automatic downloads. Bo and I are known to churn out some audio-only goodies. Uh, we are coming off our biggest month, as Bo mentioned, and it's a big thank you to all of you, Bo. It's been it's been a nice off season. Let's play yeah. some football. Let's do it. Let's fire it up. Come Tuesday, uh, everybody have a great and safe Labor Day weekend, and we'll talk to you Tuesday. Of course, you got to follow on social at PHNX underscore Cardinals because we will have sights and sounds from Monday's practice. No show Monday. We're back live Tuesday, 4.30. See you then.